It's well, true. I mean, yeah, but I guess it's more infectious than I thought it would be because suddenly <laughs> <Yeah>. you're saying <laughs> it's, what is it? 8 a.m. straight up, Saturday, July the 20th, 2019. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> Episode 300. Let's celebrate. Let's have a big whoopee. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know. really know the, the you if know, you it's figure, just a number. Yeah, right, I know. It's just if a If you figure number. 52 weeks in the year, now we've probably missed, how many weeks do you think, in total? Oh, man, I have don't know. Missed? I don't know, maybe, maybe. five or six. Yeah, I was thinking maybe 10. Okay, we may have missed that many. Because we've been out at the ocean, or we've had other obligations, or we so just... There's been a couple of times when you've been out of town, or I've been right. out of town. Or we were sick, and we just don't feel like it. You know, which, you know, it could happen. You know, these things do happen. I've always, I've always prided myself on, you know, consistency is the thing. And you know, when I was doing the, the audio blog, you know, yeah. the original thing, I was thinking, you know, i got to do it even if when I, when I don't feel like it just turned out that most days I didn't feel like it, so it kind of starts to weigh on you. But I keep thinking about bringing that back because it was a lot of fun and gave me a daily, you know, I like playing around with audio. It gave you a reason to live. Yeah, that's right. Since then, I've been aimless, merely wandering the earth without purpose, without real depth of thought. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Without any consideration to humanity. <laughs> The state of its being. Ah, ham and eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I got shoved off onto a, into a cul-de-sac with <laughs> my own ever-spinning brain. Anyway, it's a lovely morning. Candles are lit. The sun is just starting to hit the front windows of the treehouse. I don't know. It's a nice day. Full of portent. You know? Because we have a reason to live. Well, because, you know... Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Good things have been happening. Projects... You boy. ...coming to fruition. That's good coffee. Great ideas popping into our heads. Are we going to talk about the great idea at all? We can just... No, uh, no, no, we let's, shouldn't. Let's, no, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll have but, to... But we will talk about it in the future, rest assured. It's just that... But I can say this. Uh, my new album is done... The recording process is done. Now it's time to send it off for mastering. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember if I've always felt I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt this good at this point in the process, which is great. Even with Raise Your Heart, it was such a laborious thing to put together. Yeah. Uh, that you know, I feel like, you know, you when you're so immersed in something for that long, you completely lose your objectivity about it. And that, that kind of thing makes me nervous. With this project, I feel like I kept my objectivity. I had a fairly, I developed over a year a clear idea of what I actually wanted to do and not do, and then went ahead and did it. And pretty, pretty happy with, with the result. So, seems uncanny. <laughs> seems, uh, I don't know. Seems pretty cool. So that's nice. That's good news. And you've come through the busy part of your work. Yeah, year. I was thinking. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of completion of mm -hmm. big projects. Well, we were talking yeah. about it at the diner last night. Yeah. yeah. The biggest time of my year is now 
coming to a close. Volume, volume, volume! <laughs> That's right. Volume, volume, volume! But uh, it really went well. There was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of tense moments because of other people, things being on other people's Yeah, and I don't know if there's any way for you to ever avoid that. Nah. Yeah. It's always going to be this way during this period of time. But, mm. but there's also, it's kind of funny because when you do have a bit of tension, or a lot of tension, about a certain project being done, there really is sort of a feeling of victoriousness when, when it is done. So yeah. there's definitely a feeling, although we didn't, exactly just be hooray or anything there is definitely a feeling of accomplishment amongst my podners and we went uh, into the conference room and had a little celebratory lunch to to just chat and yeah. enjoy each other's company cool it's so, cool and it's been fairly cool Oh, we're so happy about that. Although I think that our coolness may be yeah, our coolness, coming to an end. Yeah, but I mean, the thing I think the the thing that has made this summer better is our HVAC unit. Oh yeah. Having that installed last November, this is the first time we've been using the uh, the cooling end of the spectrum, and I gotta say, keeping my baseline temperature cooler in the warm months yeah is really more and more important it seems like every year it's it feels more critical although i think every summer since it started to be a concern for me i think i'm in better shape than i was i've been in previous years too so a lot of things are are on the upswing in that regard for those of you who are uninformed heat really exacerbates ms problems so and it's been quite evident in the past and that was part of the reason why we got the HVAC unit. Yeah. I was thinking we've got to do something about the, so you don't feel trapped in your office as the only place of oasis yeah. cool. Yeah, and part of it, the weird thing about the MS is that part of the, uh, the effect, I mean, you, it's really completely impossible to separate what is psychological and what is physical with MS because so much of it is kind of like what I felt during the summers was the day after day of just feeling so kind of low and slow, the kind of cumulative effect on my mood as well as on my physical person is, you know, it's interesting how in working the last few years, uh, I've discovered how my emotional life and my physical life are completely intertwined and interdependent. And, and so it's, it's interesting to notice things being on the upswing. Exactly. Instead of on the downturn. So. Apparently they're cleaning our streets. Yeah, they, might be, uh, they might be cleaning the bus stuff. They oh, that's right. They pressure wash over there. Yeah. Which we are very thankful for. Yes, we are very thankful for that. We are thankful. Thank does, you to does, the cleaners. It does create an uh, interesting uh, ambiance. Yes, yes. Yes. Anyway. So... All of that has been happening, and you know, of course, further updates will will follow. But it's nice to be in a time where I don't know. Now I can start writing songs for the next album. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You squeaked a, a song in. You just wrote it and squeaked it right on I did. I was thinking, oh, this will be the first song for the new album. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, no, but thematically it kind of belongs in this group for some reason. 
it's been fun for me to uh, imagine the sequence of songs. Since I'm an oldster, I still think in terms of albums and flow song to song and stuff like that. It's not a, uh, it's not a, a collection of separate files. It kind of, I want it to have individuality and also have flow. Yeah. And I, I think that that should still be a concern for people. Well, yeah. Because I still do listen to albums Me too. all the way through. Me too, but that's... If pr- I like all the albums. But that's and probably... I do like all of this album. For younger people, I think that becomes less and less true. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just not a format uh, that people are exposed to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is weird, and, you know, you kind of feel bad about that kind of thing, because when I was a kid, an album meant a big, heavy book with sleeves in it that had several 78 RPM sides, you know, and you'd have like six separate records in an album. So it was a lot more like a photo album and it really made sense to to call it an album. But anyway, how did you get to the music? Oh, yeah, well... There must be a story involved in that. Unless there was something more that you wanted to attend to. No, no, uh, not necessarily. Um, It's like, I feel like my head is so full of busyness right now that I'm not... I can't talk about anything except to just hit the highlights. Well, and we also were talking about the... Watching the Secret Secret World Live by Peter Gabriel. Well, no, I mean, you brought it up. I was wondering how you got to it. Yeah, I know, but okay, that's what I was going to talk about. Well, especially after our conversation last week about vulnerability and um, emotional intimacy, it stirred me thinking about this album that was a constant companion for me in, uh, I don't know, maybe... 25 years ago or no, no. I, this album came out in 2002 okay well 2002 whenever whenever it was that it happened when I got that album I listened to it all the time it well, was it came out in 1994 sorry 1994 yeah so it could have been 20 years plus yeah but um, I just remember that I listened to it a lot uh, during that time, and especially when I was struggling with trying to have an intimate relationship with a romantic partner. It, it kind of bolstered me in some way um, for my desire for it, mm-hmm. you know, that I had this desire, but it seemed like the people that I was with romantically didn't have that desire so I was thinking is there something wrong with me and then when you listen to an album like that you feel like no this is something that other people want to experience as well and I I just loved the album I just thought it was an amazing album speaking of listening to an album from beginning to end and having the flow yeah sonically it's it's just an it's a and a pretty amazing achievement. It's an amazing achievement. The mastery of the instrumentation, the the choice of the songs, because a lot of the the songs were my favorites by Peter Gabriel. Um, some of them were new, 
including the one we're going to play today, I didn't know when I first heard this song. I mean, this album. But last night, because I was listening to it yesterday at work, and the reason why it came up in my mind, other than just the thought of vulnerability, is I was thinking about the chorus to Digging in the Dirt. And... I couldn't remember for some reason how it started. You know, the I was thinking about the chorus and I was thinking, God, what was the beginning of that song? And so that was why I started listening to it, was just to hear the beginning. And then when I heard I was going, wow, that was far more uh, uh, almost violent than yeah. I had anticipated. I, I had forgotten that... Uh, that I was thinking more of the the gentler digging in the dirt stay with me I need your your support and all that mm-hmm. or I need support but um, what an amazing song that is it is an amazing song and I almost think we should do that one okay Just because it's what it's what's got you into this well that's true yeah. it is an and amazing it's, song. it's not really you know it's not a song that I identify with very much currently except digging except for the digging in the dirt yeah Um, it's a lot more of a confrontational song but it's very powerful and very well done and melodically it just goes to some such interesting places when it goes into that I mean sonically the instrumentation when it goes into that digging in the dirt section I don't know there's just all kinds of dynamic cool stuff and I don't know how much of that is Tony Levin the guy who plays bass and Chapman Stick uh and Peter Gabriel's band. But these guys just seem like they know how to do their thing. Oh, yeah. And when you watch the, the video, it's like a sequence. I mean, there's a, it's a separate theatrical event for each song. And I don't know how long or if they were all taken from the same concert or if it was put together. It was probably put together from different ones. But it's just a really well-executed uh, concert video. Well, I think yeah. that Peter... Gabriel, in my mind, has always been an artist with his videos. Well, he's always been a, a multimedia artist, yeah. even from his earliest days. Even when he was with Genesis back in the day, he was very theatrical in his stage. You know, he would come out with a big flower on his head and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's always had uh, a visual kind of concept as well as an auditory concept. But I think the instrumentation and the the sound, the sonic quality of his albums has always just been uh, amazing. Well, and I was thinking, we were talking before the show, which is why I said, we've got to talk about this on the show. Yeah, that's why she said, well, why, why, why are we talking about this and not recording it, Bill? <laughs> because that's Bill's that's, usual that's my, yeah, thing. I'm usually the one that says that. But we were talking about the staging, which was quite interesting. Yeah had a very long thrust out of the proscenium arch. Which is not unusual for a rock concert. Yeah. You know, but to have, uh, you know, I mean, the, the staging, I mean, he had this this big apparatus that was spinning over their heads all, all night with the images on it and showing different colors and video clips and things like that. And then the big thrust on the stage with all kinds of sequence of trap doors, there's a a people mover down the center of the thrust so that, you know, things can be standing still but also moving backwards. I mean, from the opening song where he's coming out of that phone booth and stretching that cord. And 
hauling it, and then he gets pulled back, and he's just standing there, but he's I moving know. back towards the phone. Yeah, it's very... Uh, it is a creative yes. production in every single way. It had to be a, a heck of a show to try and mount. Oh, man. Know, night after night in different theaters, you know. Did they do it in different... I don't know if I they... I kind of thought you, maybe you, it was just that one. Maybe they just did it in a central location and people came to them. I don't know. But what a marvelous experience. Yeah. And I had remembered watching it long ago. Me too. But... <clears throat> I did not remember a great deal of it, and I think I enjoyed this more thoroughly this time. And I think part of the reason I enjoyed it so thoroughly is I wasn't just watching to hear the songs. I was watching because I had just heard the songs, and I wanted to see... I I had some memories of the show, but uh, this time I was far more interested in the creative artistry of every single shot you know the the everything was so perfectly planned and just the sound and what they did i can't imagine how they did that (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know it's pretty fun to watch so are we decided we're gonna yeah yeah we can we can always flip around with our but the original song that i was going to to play just to let you know you should watch it i really recommend if you like this music definitely see secret world live at the yeah the it's, it's a uh, and make sure you crank it because it's sonically it's just very pleasing to the ear and you want to you want to yeah. turn it up you want to be in it you don't want to just be at looking at it you want to be in it and especially uh, as I was listening to this album yesterday, um, I was remembering how many songs on that album just delight me. And one of them was Shaking the Tree, which I had not heard before this album came out. I had not heard it on... I, I may have said this before, but I don't always follow all the artists that I love. I don't no. know what it is. I don't always... Probably because there's too many of them. Yeah. There was a time in our youth when we had three or four favorite artists. Right. And, you know, you could delve into them completely, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But as you get older, you accumulate so many, and it's just you don't have the uh, bandwidth or the the hours in the day to really delve everywhere you want to delve. But I had not heard that song, and and I was thinking uh, more from the standpoint when I was watching this, this time about... The women in politics that oh, yeah. have been really having to stand up and it was really interesting because in this song he is saying um you have to be so strong and you do nothing wrong yeah. i mean that's one of the the things that really was powerful to me to hear it this time yeah. because i was thinking there is always this and yet she persisted kind of thing yeah, right. about uh, women standing in their strength. And, and I was thinking, I was telling Bill earlier that uh, it's quite interesting that Peter Gabriel is, I think he's very integrated in his life. Uh, he, he even says in this song, uh, maybe... 
talking to women, maybe your partner is looking for his womanly side. And I said, man, that's a courageous statement <laughs> for a rock star to put in his uh, maybe song. Maybe in 1994, it feels like a lot more of a commonplace concept now than it probably did in 94. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Peter Gabriel is pretty has been pretty fearless in a lot of ways. And he has certainly put out some of the most sonically interesting music in the last, you know, 50 years. Well, and he's combining lots of... Yeah, multi... Uh, kind of... Ethnic, ethnicities in music. Right. Which lots makes it really influences. amazing. So, um, here's what I'm going to suggest. Yeah. We do Digging in the Dirt and Shaking the Tree. And if people... People can listen if they want to. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna give us about seventeen minutes of music at the end of the show. But uh, encourage everybody to check out if they like Peter Gabriel's music. That's and they haven't already seen it, or maybe if they saw it when it first came out, it's time to watch it again. Yeah, because that was it was a it, it was, was like seeing it for the first time last night, except for yeah. a few sections. I mean, I remember things happening, but I don't remember how amazing it was to watch. And it was truly a delightful evening yep. to to participate in that. Yeah, and the, the sound of it is amazing, so it's nice to, it's like a bath. Okay, well then we better get on with it if we've got all this music yeah, to include. Yeah, but I wanted to mention, you know, he mentions a couple of the performers during uh, Shaking the Tree. He men mentions Manu Kache on drums, he mentions Tony Levin who plays bass at Chapman Stick, and David Rhodes who's the guitar player. But there's also Jean-Claude Nimro, who's keyboardist, Shankar, who plays the violins amazingly, uh, Levon Manassian playing Duduk, which I don't know what that is. I assume it's a percussion type of instrument, but I could be completely wrong. Oh, no, it might be uh, that whistle. Oh, like right. A, a flute. And Paula Cole, who is just does an amazing job throughout the concert and is a I had not heard of her before, I don't think. She's had a, a couple of hits of her own. And yeah, she's a, she's but a, oh a man, she's an amazing vocalist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and there's an entire list of additional musicians uh, that go with, with it. And so my stance to the women politicians out there, stay strong and you do nothing wrong. Bingo. Yeah. Peter Gabriel.
rescue.